Skateboarding's going to the Olympics, and hopefully a New Zealand skater is going there to celebrate. We're joined now by the High Performance Manager from Skateboard NZ. And uh, Chris Curran, welcome to the program. I suppose first up, well, what is skateboarding doing at a High Performance Manager? In fact, I don't believe you've got an organisation. What's going on in this world? You know, the world's flipped upside down, and uh, skateboarding aren't little punks anymore. We're um, professional athletes that are looking to, to show ourselves on the big stage and make New Zealand proud. So how big is this organisation? How dialed in, how tuned isn't it to the um, to the skaters on the street, if you will? So we're all uh, related to skateboarding. There's uh, myself, uh, I'm a skateboarder, I'm 32, been around um, skateboarding for about 20-odd years. We've got Ramon Sackwell, uh, he's probably been skating for 30 years himself, and Sheree Senaray, who uh, is the mother of the under-16 female vert skateboarding champ, uh, Ryan Henaray, and the mother of also... Uh, Rima Senaray, who is the under-16 um, male champ, as well as Rico, who used to be the under-16 champion. So she's very in touch with skateboarding as well. Right, tell us about... Uh, we have, yeah. Sorry, tell us about the path to the Olympics. What's going on? We, we know that it's now it's an Olympic sport. How do we qualify? How do we get riders actually owed there? Um, what, are the, uh, what do they have to do? Just give us the whole skinny with you, Chris. So there's a pathway that's been put together by Worldscape, who are the uh, international body uh, that we fall under. So the current pathway is you have to skateboard in at least two of the events uh, as part of the season. So currently we are just starting the 2020 season, uh, which is season two. So we've had season one uh, last year. So uh, skateboarders will go along. There's park skateboarding, which is uh, using transitions. Um, trying to do aerial manoeuvres alongside uh, grinds and board slides and that type of thing um, in a park. And then you have street skateboarding, which is using uh, ledges and stairs, uh, jumping down that type of um, that one there. So um, our skateboarders are going to different competitions around the world, trying to qualify. They have to skate at our national events to first qualify nationally, and then they skate internationally against the world's best skateboarders. Do you, so you qualify a position or do you qualify a rider themselves? How does that operate? So we have the opportunity to put forward three male and three female skateboarders at each event that World Skate puts on. We then have the opportunity to duke it out for the top 20 uh, positions that World Skate will be taking to the Olympics at the end of Season 2. So the top three positions are the best skateboarders in the world on the World Skate circuit at that time. So if you're coming... Um, first, second or third in their point system, you will qualify. They then have one from every continent. So we are fighting for the Australasia continent at this stage, and or Austria, uh, Oceania. And so our best opportunity at this stage is to be the best in Oceania to try to qualify. It then goes down again back through the list to make sure that you have your top three in there, you have your top five from every continent, and then you have uh, the people who have qualified um, as the highest below that. Underneath that, you can only have three people per country. So USA currently has more than three in the top 20, along with uh, Brazil has more than three in the top 20, and Japan on the female side uh, has more than three in the top 20. So it's looking like uh, it's a pretty tight contest, uh, and we're trying to get some of our skateboarders in there. What are the chances, realistically, of us having some representatives at Tokyo this time next year? I think realistically, it's a pretty tough ask. Australia has Keegan Palmer, who is the third-placed park skateboarder. So that's uh, a big challenge to win the Oceania region when they have a guy who has come third. 
in saying that, uh, Sean Boucher, who is based in Australia, he actually beat Keegan Palmer in the Australian national competition earlier this year. So obviously we have the guys with the skills. Uh, we're not holding our breath, but we do have a lot of faith that we actually have the guys with the talent, uh, the likes of Sean Boucher, Bowman Hanson in the park side, along with um, Leonard Tejada, uh, Cato Dobbs and Theo Clark on the street side. They've all gone to international events um, over in either Brazil uh, or America, and they're actually um, skating as well as anybody else out there at this stage. What about the New Zealand Olympic um, Committee and how they operate? We're talking with Chris Curran. He's the um, High Performance Manager for Skateboarding NZ. Do you have to hit markers set down by them as well, or is it just about qualifying worldwide and you go straight through to the big dance? Yes. So with the NZOC, we have to have somebody who is in medal contention, and I believe they need to uh, place higher than uh, about 14th or 12th um, in the Olympics, have a realistic target. So again, that makes it quite a a bit of a challenge that um, to be the top 12 or 14 um, in in a competition, you actually have to be skating the circuit and going around Unfortunately, all of our skateboarders are currently self-funded, so it's a bit of a pay-to-play model. Uh, We haven't actually got any uh, funding from the government uh, at this stage. We have been able to secure uh, uh, some funding for a development camp from the IOC, and that was through the NZOC, so that's been really good. Uh, And we've gone off and we've um, tried to source some private money, so we're actually um, partnering with Sky Sport Next, the new um, free-to-air um, sports channel to put some skateboarding content from New Zealand on that channel. So we're looking to get um, some partnerships with uh, High Performance Sport New Zealand and uh, Sports NZ, but at this stage uh, it's not um, currently happening. So financially you're not exactly healthy. What about the bodies on the ground actually skating? How thick is it here in NZ? So that's again one of our challenges. So our best skateboarders in park are living in Australia because they actually have support over in Australia. They're able to get into high performance gyms and they get uh, the yeah, I guess they get the sponsorship money um, from the private people over that side of the world. So we are we're working to help our athletes in New Zealand. Um, we are looking privately at this stage. We are hoping that the government funding will come through, but it's, it's a challenge. Uh, we are taking on head-on. Um, and I do believe that our athletes are actually of that quality that we, we should be getting some funding and we are looking to make more submissions and, and work with the governing bodies, bodies to make sure that it all goes ahead um, for the future. Great to see things are advancing from the old days when I smashed all my teeth out in the car park of a local supermarket back in the early 70s. It sounds like it's a lot more professional. And Chris, we wish you the best of luck with that one. It'd be great to see someone representing Aotearoa over at the Olympics. Go well, friend, and thanks for your time. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Yeah, I really appreciate the time. We've also got skateboarding going through into Paris 2024. So we do have uh, five more years to try to get somebody through to the next event as well. So that should be pretty exciting for us.